right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up live show presented by our friends at High Noon. Solly is here out on the 17th green on the hill is our guy, TC. Hello, TC. Hello. I'm, I'm here in the workshop uh, right next to 17. Chain smokers are about to go on. We got to get your mic boosted. We got to get your audio boosted today. People are uh, people are all over you on, on the on the projection last night. We're gonna not get, my we're fault. Get... I was projecting like crazy. We're doing it live. That is the thing here. DJ Pie is here. Good afternoon. Good evening, Mister Pie Man. Welcome back. Hey, good to be back, guys. Thanks for having me on your program. As always, excited to talk about the Players Championship. Uh, it is a thrilling leaderboard, and we are thrilled, of course, to uh, talk to you about our friends at High Noon. I hope you guys have had a chance to sample it. DJ, have you have you gotten here yet? Have you have you sampled the High Noon tequila seltzer yet? I have not gotten the, the uh, tequila yet. I'm still making my way through the vodka sodas, but uh, you know, I'm sure it's it's on the horizon. It's still there's snow on the ground. It's not quite party boy season uh, up here in Milwaukee quite yet. We're still in the you know, the winter of our discontent up here. So I'm making my way through the vodka still. Well, that's part of the beauty of high noon sun sips. You can pretend like you're sitting in the sun. Uh, our favorite seltzer now has an option for you tequila lovers out there. They got four bright, crisp flavors. It is strawberry, lime, grapefruit, and passion fruit. They're only 100 calories. They're gluten-free, no added sugar. They don't give you the headache between the eyes that TC always uh, complains about when it comes to the malt seltzers. Uh, they hit the shelves on March 1st. They're rolling out countrywide over the next two months, fully available by May 1st, just in time for summer. Uh, I think summer starts around July 1st where you're at, DJ. But you can look for High Noon at Drizzly and at your local convenience or liquor store or visit highnoonspirits.com to find it near you. I want to give us some feedback on the tequila seltzers, the listeners out there. I know you guys are out there uh, getting involved with that. So thanks to High Noon. And, uh, yeah, th I'm, I'm excited about these if you can't tell. I am too. I, I, I apologize in advance. I have a headache between the eyes due to allergies this evening. <laughs> between the eyes or behind the eyes? Everywhere. I got a really? headache everywhere. I, I feel like that, somebody man. hammered my head or, or <laughs> drilled into my head. I, I, I love, despite, you know, playing hurt, going with some some really high-quality bits today, TC. That hat really, really caught me and, and kind of sent me off my rocker tonight. So thank you for that. I, I also a, love the uh, headphones, too. Kind of a Steve Bartman look you got going on. A uh, listener sent it to me uh, out of the blue. I, it's a little concerning. I have no idea how said listener got my address. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who it was or, or what. But someone sent it to me. It showed up in the mail this week in a, in a little box. It, I opened it up. I had no idea what it was. Sure enough, it was this a massive yellow DeWalt hat. I believe that concludes the uh, both the paid-for ads and the free ads that we'll have on this <laughs> podcast. So, uh, if you will, we really need to get to Christian Zayden Houghton, and Adam Svensson here, guys, if we can move I trust that the listeners know when a brand's being made fun of, and I'm pretty sure that's what's going on here, TC, if I if I was to read between the lines. Yes. I'm a Ryobi guy. All right. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Pie Man, I know you're just getting back into it, getting caught up here with, um, you know, with the championship here. But what's your reaction to what we've seen so far? Uh, man, a couple, a lot of different, a lot, a lot of ways I could go with this. Uh, number one, I think the players kind of is who we thought it was, right? I, I know it's it's trendy to kind of be like, man, this leaderboard stinks. This is so bad. What's going on? Where are all the stars? I think I would just hazard or or caution you know a reminder to everybody that 
this kind of tends to happen every year. I, I feel like every year, Monday through Wednesday at the players is unbelievable. The golf course is in great shape. The course is so fun. 16, 17, 18. We love it. Great history. Oh my God. I can't wait for all of this. And then it's always like, you know, let's welcome into the interview room. Our opening round leader, Roberto Castro. All right, <laughs> let's talk to him. Okay. Let's, Let's talk to Jeff Maggard for a while. He's making an unprecedented run, and I feel like you kind of got to talk yourself into, you know, like, oh, it's, it's interesting watching these guys hold on. I, you know, I could get into this storyline. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Chad Ramey. Yeah, what a story. That's great. And uh, Ben Griffin's you know, I, story. You can't tell it enough uh, enough times, right? The, exactly. The story was, exactly. God. I, was, I was excited to, uh, to hear TC give that the run it deserves uh, <laughs> on the pod last night. Excited to see Damon Hack get, uh, get him in the interview room. Uh, today that was cool but I think where I've, I'm kind of coming around to on all of this stuff is that I really took my hands off the steering wheel on like we need a great storyline this week if it's not a star everything is a huge waste and I've really just kind of been enjoying watching the golf course right I think like this is one of those tournaments I think Augusta's in this category I think the open championships in this category where it's like you know what the golf course is the star more than any of the players. And I fucking love watching people play this golf course. It truly doesn't matter who, who they are. And ideally on Sunday afternoon, there's some names that people recognize. And, you know, I, I think we will get there and eventually the cream will rise, but I legitimately had a good time watching Chad Ramey. try to hold it together on 16, 17, 18, the obvious fireworks that we can get to, but like, I can't think of a course on the PJ tour. That's more fun to watch guys hit it out of position. And especially as the ramp, as the wind was ramping up, as the firmness was ramping up today, it was just like, you just get closer and closer to TV when you're, you watch somebody get a wicked bounce or something. And you're like, Oh, this guy's fucked. I cannot wait to watch how this goes. And it's sometimes they pull it off and that makes it even more fun to watch. So not the leaderboard we're looking for, but I've, I've had a great time watching. There's some they set up that Chad Ramey bit really really good. I mean that great. was Zinger was born for that. He anytime he can go to pressure and nerves on a Friday afternoon on the very quiet part of the golf course, he was setting that up really well. And it is like, dude, I don't care how early in the tournament it is. I want to see dudes with a huge ass lead get to 17 because you got to pass sure. that test. You got to hit the green. You got to do it. Uh, he pulls nine iron on there, and it was kind of like they were kind of setting it up that the wind was a little stronger up there and helping a little more than, than people had realized. And sure enough, he steps up, hits a low, you know, kind of tries to take a little bit off a nine iron, doesn't spin as much, doesn't get up in the air, hits the green firm, trickles over the back of the green, water ball, does it again with the next ball out of the drop area. And it was just like, you never go full Sean O'Hare. And he decided to do this on a Friday rather than a Sunday. Uh, and I know all, all the shots count the same, but it seems to be a better time to do it than on a Sunday. But uh, that was play TPC Sawgrass bit back a little bit today. Would you? All right, question for you guys. Would you go to the drop zone or would you? Not today, I don't think. Right? Not to that pin, yeah. That pin with that wind kind of a little down off the left is so fucking hard. And that was like big biggest boldest note today was like i can't imagine playing 17 when it's that firm like under that kind of pressure with that wind because if you think about it everybody's trying to hit like a soft cut in there that just lands on that ridge and dies nobody wants to have to hit anything that's going to draw because it's just going to hit and bounce even harder and when you've got that wind off the off the left it's like it's also you know giving you a super hot bounce with the cut and it's just just absolutely brutal and i cannot imagine like honestly ramey's first shot that he hit from the drop zone was was pretty decent 
but it was kind of the perfect example of just like, oh, dude, this is like basically downwind. A little wedge like that's going to bleed a little bit left to right anyways. Like you have no chance unless you hit just a perfect shot. And then the perfect shot is kind of landing into that upslope and giving yourself like a 30 footer, which a couple guys, a couple guys hit as well. But man, I think it was, uh, I think Gary Woodland hit a, hit an amazing shot up in there, but there was just so few shots like up to that top shelf that land up on top somehow catch the wind right spin right all of those things and it's just really marvelous when when somebody does it and it's also really marvelous when somebody does it because it's just oh so do or die i saw you brought it up uh you know brandle last year talking about how unfair of a golf hole this is how how this is it's just mickey mouse <laughs> stuff i think number one respect to any take like that keep shooting <laughs> say what you think i love that stuff Nothing but matters. two please miss me with with yeah. 17 is not fair because it's just again as i've pointed out every year at this tournament like look around man this is not you know we're, we're not playing in like st andrews here like this is it, it's a manufactured circus and so we need to just lean in on that it's just it's great man it gets better every year what do you we were we kind of struggled last night to come up with an explanation for why the leaderboard does look like this why it, can you help us with that at all uh, I don't know if I have, I've been thinking about it all day and trying to like think of a smart way to say this. And so I'll preface it with no, like I'm grasping at straws trying to, to come up with something because it's the ultimate place where, you know, you, you write down all your notes before the week and it's like, okay, a guy needs to do this. A guy needs to do this. It favors this player. It favors this player. The, all the models are saying this is what's going to happen. And then someone like fucking Taylor Pendrith goes out and hits every fairway <laughs> in round one. And it's like, oh, all right, I don't know what's going on then. But I guess the best I could say it is I think Spieth was really, really good in his post round presser today talking about sawgrass and what it forces to do, forces you to do and how it messes with your mind. And he was saying it in a, a good way that like, I think the very disciplined players and the players that, that have played here a bunch and have been in contention here a bunch, understand that you realistically only have a couple scoring opportunities so it kind of messes with your head a little bit when you are coming out and you're like all right i know i gotta hit a good drive and maybe i can get it on one maybe i can get it on two three i'm kind of holding on for dear life four five i'm kind of holding on for dear life six i don't know maybe but then seven and eight i have no chance nine is okay i kind of have a chance and when you miss any of those you just get a little tighter and a little tighter and you, you just it puts more and more pressure on you know, 11, 12, uh, 16 Even 10. and, that, and just 10 like maybe. And like, those are kind of it. Like those are kind of your only chances. Right. And so I guess what, I, what I'm getting at with all this is like, I think there's enough players in the field that, and everybody's so freaking good that every year, like it's gonna, somebody's going to play pretty close to perfect golf. Right. And, and it's going to work out for, you know, Chad Ramey's and, Zayden Hotz and all of these guys who are obviously like world-class players and over 36 holes, they can play pretty close to perfect golf. Whereas I think a lot of the stars are probably have played it so many times and have gotten their face kicked in so many times that they're trying to almost like chart their way around and trying to play conservative. And it's almost like two contrasting styles of play, right? Where you have some guys that are just absolutely playing the round of their life and some guys that are just playing a little bit disciplined and you kind of have like this mishmash brackish of a leaderboard of like a bunch of different styles is is the best i can think and then i think eventually on sunday like some of those guys stick around some of those guys have the chad ramey 17th hole 
blow up and they get eviscerated and the stars tend to tr like slowly creep yeah. more and more and more up to the top and so Sample when you look stuff. at it like that you're like that's kind of sweet actually hmm. right it, it's the kind of golf course where when the getting's good you can go you can totally. run it is yeah. not that difficult like when you're executing the shots it's just it's got just enough bite to it right now though where like like what we saw I, the replay from 2019 was on after the rain delay started and the course just did not have the same amount of bite at that point and Furyk is uh, out there shooting 67 and coming down the stretch you know finishes at 15 under I forget what Rory finished at to win it but uh, that's just not the tournament that's that's taking place right now and there's just a, enough doubt in all of the shots like Morikawa hit a seed into eight I don't know what club he hit into eight the par three and it just hits on the green and lands hard and goes all the way into the back of the bunker. And it's just like, dude, I don't, he probably executed that shot perfectly, and I don't know what he was exactly supposed to do with that. Speed had some comments in there that were lingering on. He was getting kind of teetering on the edge, close to complaining about uh, good sick. shots not getting rewarded. And I, I'm not going to go. I'll go down any path you want to, Jordan Speeth, but I'm not going to go down that path with you right now. I mean, Speeth made a, like, it was clean up on aisle two <laughs> out of that greenside spot that he was in. I was out there with, with, with my six year old son, Freddie. And Freddie said, Dada, this guy's not very good. <laughs> he said, <laughs> of course, Freddie. Like, that's nobody. Said, that's, you know. li literally, Freddie, you could join the pod because that's what we <laughs> talk about almost every week. Like, he stinks, but also he stink. might be the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't know how much further evidence you need other than just like Lucas Herbert is a top 50 player in the world. And what did he shoot? Like 80, 86 or 80, 85? <laughs> Super. Something like that. That's out of the draw, though. Yeah, totally. But it, it's like it's out there, man. If you if you 82, 82 85. 85. Yeah, 82, 85. How about Max McGreevy? Will you apologize, TC? 89. Will you apologize for Max McGreevy? Oh, now everybody knows who he is. Okay, Mission you tried to get me to apologize for him last night. And he birdied the last hole to shoot 89 today. Only thing I can say about that, I bet that made lunch taste a little bit better. That's, that's the only to. thing I can add on that. Has those, to. Are the ones that those are the ones that keep you coming back, keep you man. Coming back. <laughs> but no, Props it's to him. It, it's like that kind of spot where I feel like a lot of the, you know, a lot of the golf courses majors are very much like, you know, can you be patient? Can you just hang around? Can you avoid disasters and, and pick your spots and get a couple birdies, right? A lot of the other run of the mill PJ tour, you know, PJ tour events turn into kind of like everybody's going to hit it in about the same spot. And can you make putts and, you know, yeah. kind of, can it be your week? And this is just this weird mishmash of those two things. And where I think when you, when you don't have it going and when you get behind the eight ball a little bit and you start pressing at all is when you go 82, 85 yeah. and it's when you start missing in the wrong spots and you start turning fours into sixes and sixes into eights in Herbert's uh, Herbert's case, or even sixes into nines. I believe you had an eight and a nine today. Herbert's uh, made every, every number from two through nine rounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great stat, but it's also for like, I, yeah. if you're Chad Ramey, Dude is like it's a, a golf course where the punishment doesn't always fit the crime in terms of like I bet he's sitting there saying I'm playing fucking incredible right now. <laughs> I hit a good shot into nine, got the wind wrong a little bit, but all of a sudden I'm making quad because my ball landed two feet away from where I needed it to land. Like there's certain if you go out and shoot eighty nine at, at or eighty five at TPC Craig Ranch, like you've done some bad bad shit. Whereas Sawgrass, you could honestly kind of execute a fair amount of shots and end up with a score that feels completely uh, unjustified. Totally agree. And and it's also the kind of place it, which I'm curious what you guys think about this or why, why you think this is the case, but 
like Spieth was asked also, you know, what what is it about this place that really is kind of almost like um like it ignores current form, right? Like yeah. guys can come in playing awesome and they can miss the cut by a mile like Rory or they can come in, you know, playing horrible and they can all of a sudden find it, you know, like I think you guys were talking about a couple of the guys last night. And I don't know what that is, but Spieth kind of took that question as like, yeah, you know, like, does that sound like a great golf course to you? And I'm like, oh, I, I guess I had I hadn't yeah. thought about it that way. But like as a fan, like, yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, but I'm curious if you guys had any thoughts on why that is. Just for it's it's agnostic, right? I, I think we're still going back to sample sizes. I think we're still in a pretty new spot here where the course seems to be playing a little bit differently this year versus previous years. And like this is almost probably first or second sample size what do you what do you mean by that firmer and well just like we're still this is what the third year fourth year oh back in march yeah and, yeah. and it seems like they've finally gotten the recipe for the agronomy uh greens are firmer um they seem like there's you know they're they were a little bit nicked up today i think but very keen to see how much it rains tonight and how much that affects the weekend uh, but it should be sunny you know sunny all all day tomorrow all day sunday but Still a small sample size of like, I don't think we know what this tournament is right now in March yet. You know, it, it was, it was soft and soggy in 2020. And then, uh, and then from there, it's like, all right, like it is what it is right now. And it's a different thing every year and every round, even, you know, like, like I think it's going to be two radically different tournaments Thursday and Friday and Saturday, Sunday this week. I think that's well said. One I, thing I, I can't, one thing I can say about, uh, this tournament in March, uh, Guys, we got to come down from 144. We got to come down for 144 oh. players. I mean, this isn't even a bit about designated events or any of that. It is. I was going to say, up, I've been I've been checked out the last, the last week or so. Have you guys talked at all about field sizes and, <laughs> and stuff like that? No, as a what, listener, what are your I'd thoughts? Let's spend some, the next hour on that, please. <laughs> as a listener, I'd love to hear about, about that stuff. Was that P's house, Tron, that you got in the background? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just over at, at P's house doing some... some uh, <laughs> He's got a leak. Hammering up some drywall over there. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, totally agree. Sorry, this is... Uh, Pace of play is an issue. Like This is a, a, a serious issue out there. It's really, really bad. Really, really bad. What's the perfect number for the players? 120? Max. Absolute max 120. I mean, it probably doesn't even need to be that many. Yeah. I, I there, was, there were some takes flying out there of like, see, Chad Ramey is exactly why you cannot limit the fields of these big events. And it's also exactly why these events are 72 holes and not 36 holes or 54 holes. I was, I was going to say a different, go a different route and say Chad Ramey at the top of the leaderboard is exactly why you do need to limit this, the field sizes on this one, because this is not what people have, have ordered. I know people love the underdog story. You had a great take. We don't need to do the whole field size thing, but I want you to, your, your take about the underdog being relevant. I wanted you to get that out into, into the airwaves. Oh, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've said this before, but it's, it's, like the underdog is is very uh, relative to where you draw the line, right? And for for super super hardcore golf fans, they're going to understand that there's a slight difference between Kurt Kitayama and and Chad Ramey, right? But to the casual fans, I feel like that those two players probably are about the same, right? Like there's the the tip top PJ Tour players, and then there's everybody else. And where you draw the line is kind of what determines your underdogs, right? So of course, you know, I know I wasn't on last week, but like. Kurt Kitayama would have been in Bay Hill under the new system anyways. And that's a great underdog. Is Kurt Kitayama an actual underdog? 
not really to me because yeah. he's like a top 50 player in the world but like i i think he he comes across that way anyways but the point of all of this is like the underdog is going to be there no matter where you draw the line so if you draw the line at 125 then there you go chad ramey's your underdog and if you draw the line at 50 there you go kurt kitty your underdog and i think it probably evokes a lot of the same feeling either way uh it's just a, a matter of you know whether people want to admit that or not tc oh. you want to you want a couple minutes to go down the leaderboard but say something about the people that you mentioned if you let's do, do a little game let's do a little game here Hell going yeah. down the leaderboard um gamifying it and, I, and I'm, I'm i'm now back in my own workshop here <laughs> first of all can't lay put it in the water today <laughs> i hate four, that which he's, was sick needs a new level tc <laughs> needs to needs to he's measuring too much he's he's not paying attention to the level um i want you guys to tell me if this guy's sticking around after Ooh, round three or not i love this uh sticking Bez. around like making the cut oh okay no, just, we're starting just, at like, the top. sticking yeah. around like in the top 10 top 15 okay. kind of a contender pretender situation yes. i love that we uh, talk how much about how hard this uh this this tournament is to handicap and we're just signing ourselves up for more handicapping it's the uh, best bez bez fast sure Bez is a, you know, I, I mean, he's not tier A, but he's a he's a he's a big name player. He's a big dick player. He's in a lot of big events. He, ha I think he hangs around. I don't know okay. that he wins, but I think he hangs. Potential like storyline with Bez if he makes an impact on this is he was quite close, as I understand it, to going to live, and there was mm. a. I believe that the the asking price was not quite there or his asking price was too high or not met. And he just turned right back around and said, all right, I'll come back to the PGA Tour. I don't think he's especially uh, necessarily loyal to the PGA Tour, but it was a close call, I guess, of him going to live very recently. And he turns around and wins the players. I don't know if uh, a lot of the people inside Ponte Vigia are going to be like overwhelmingly thrilled if that's the case. But that's an interesting little storyline to follow that uh, he has shooed uh, the, the, the measly offer that Liv gave him recently. <laughs> What a what a dystopian world when you're not hitting Bez's number. <laughs> he, he, he was going to go to Stinger GC probably. Of course, Things work hard, well. team work hard, play hard. I feel like Lucas Herbert was going to go to Live. I thought he was already on Live until I saw him shoot eighty two eighty five today. <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, you could honestly could have played T twelve and Live. You right? could have played a little bit of a li Live or not uh, <laughs> game with some of the people on this leaderboard. Which I got to uh, say, I, I was pulling some photos earlier. I, I mentioned this to you guys. Man, it, it is a bit of a frog in the boiling water. It's it's easy to forget just how many players have have gone, man. Like going back through all the old photos from the players and looking for certain things and whatever. But like, God, every fucking photo is just Cam, DJ, Phil, Sergio, Stenson. I mean, granted, these photos are from a while ago, and I think that kind of uh, illustrates a little bit of the point. But you know, just can't can't be said enough. So I think you said that on the preview pod too. It's it's the first year uh, that that this tournament really has not been the best field in golf, which I think is a really important and interesting point. Dude, it feels like it out there. Like it really does. Really? I mean, it, it may not as much on television as it is. Like, do you walk around and it's, I mean, it was extremely concentrated around the three big uh, pairings in the, on the back, uh, I guess the afternoon today. And it was, I was impressed with how loud it was on four. I mean, it felt like a Sunday crowd yeah. on, on the uh, kind of watching Ricky and, and Adam Scott and those groups come through. Um, and that was that was the, the really close calls on those putts was like, oh man, there's a little little buzz going out here. But then you flip over to another hole and like, yeah, you, you see it on TV when they flip over to Bez and and Ramey and Svensson's shots. It's like, oh man, it's uh it's uh yeah, you, you definitely do feel it when you're out there to say, Man, that really like this is a pinnacle golf event and 
right, this is what we're dealing with right here? Okay, that's interesting. Uh, well, first of all, I am on Angie's list. You can look me up. Uh, <laughs> secondly, let's get this thing back on track. Yeah, sorry. Going down the leaderboard has turned into Live Bitch Fest, which, sure. uh, you know, I think, uh, actually, I was talking to one of the law enforcement officials with uh, one of the groups. He was saying that. Very cool but, of you. Sharia law? Uh, yeah, I, I backed the blue uh, <laughs> along with all my subs. And uh, Cam, I guess, was in the, in the clubhouse yesterday, uh, allegedly. And this is straight from a law enforcement official. And he was asked to leave the property. So is that really? allegedly Cam, Cam yeah. Young? Which Cam are we yeah. talking about here, TC? Uh, Cam Cameron Tringale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cam Cameron uh, Beckman. Cameron Homa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was he was he was throwing his food everywhere. Uh, uh, that's wild. I, I we're going to I think we're going to need a second source on that. I've been say. I've been out there with some, of you know, nobody backs the blue like me but i've been out there with some of the police officers not always super informed as far as who's who so i would love a second source on that but that's that's wild if so that's extremely uh that's extremely anyway do you want to tell the tracker counts to pick that up or do you want to disclaim that they cannot pick that one up because i'll I'll throw some some droppings out there for him um anyway adam svensson i'll raise my hand and say he is around adam svensson's a, a big dick player tc you know what I, I had such a uh maybe this was again just not being overly you know gorging myself on players content all week but i, I was what what a golf swing holy cow every time he came on the screen i'm just like man who's that again that yeah. what a what a swing i love watching that i think he i think he sticks around too again i don't think he wins but you know, top 15. Okay. Solly. I'm going to say no for absolutely no reason. You're like a Svensson Homer. All you do is bet on Svensson. I know, but I'm wrong every time on him. Right. So I wouldn't mind him sticking around, but I'm, I'm wrong every time on Svensson. I got this massive make golf your thing. ad. In the middle. <laughs> it's horrible. It matches up perfectly with our high noon graphics. <laughs> Uh, ben Griffin, we, we cannot say enough good things about this guy's story. story. I just don't know his story was the thing. He's out there doing it. That's the most important thing. You ben, know, I'm I'm going to say no uh, on Ben Griffin. Just, you know, not not really like hitting it all that good from from as far as the numbers would yeah. say. Uh, not really driving it all that good. I don't really know how he scored all that well. So I'm going to say no on Ben Griffin. I will. I'll join you on that one. I'm going to say no on Ben Griffin. I'm gonna say yes on Ben Griffin. Hell yeah! Just because of the story, right? He's put he, you know what? He's part of the H and B stable, like me. Uh, just I, I like Ben Griffin. I think he's, I, I think he's almost so, so much fish out of water here that it's gonna stick, a little are bit. You, uh, are you worried about him over, kind of over mortgaging his position, TC? Mm. No. This, no, I'm, I'm good. Do you think he can explain what PMI is to Ricky Fowler? <laughs> well, he's partnering with CapTech. It's on his on his shirt, not his hat. I think. Sure. Uh, Minwoo Lee. What an what an aesthetic, man. He looks like a vil, like a true villain yeah. out there. Did he have a rashy? He had like I... a like the like the t- tiger two thousand six mock turtleneck Curtle- rashy Curtis, Curtis Luck. the Curtis Luck collection <laughs> with the little mustache. It's so sick. I hope he looks sticks like around. a Bond villain. Yes, I cannot get enough of Min Woo Lee on my TV. Uh, I, I again, big dick player. I think I think he hangs. I'll say yes to Min Woo Lee. I think he's going to be around. The models are saying so. It's it's going to be interesting. The models are saying that that uh, it's going to you know it's going to be very benign this weekend, right? Very very sunny, 
little bit of breeze little bit. tomorrow. A little bit of breeze, I think, around around 10 miles an hour, which just, like, it. if that doesn't sound like a lot to a lot of people, it plays heavy at the beaches. It really, really, really does. I mean, 10 miles, 10, 11 was, like, what was projected today with some gusts that, up in the 20s. But, like, that was Florida air. That was some you know? some serious, serious wind. And if it gets cold, it becomes Florida cold, which we, we, don't, we don't have to talk about that. Everybody knows that. It was that. so hard out there. I was thinking about that while I was shoveling snow today. I was like, God, I, all we can do is, is just be thankful it's not Florida cold out here. <laughs> Can I inter- uh, can I interrupt your uh, manipulation of going down the leaderboard segment here and somehow you've stressed we're doing this a out? game. I know we are, but I'm going to interrupt it here to give you to tell you that the FootJoy is bringing this segment. They have the number one shoe at the Players Championship. More than half of the players in the field are wearing FootJoy shoes. TC is about to list all uh, 87 <laughs> of those guys. It would take me way too long to list all the players as we go, and, uh, including the all new Hyperflex. That is a dominant performance. It's nothing new. FootJoy has been the number one shoe on the PGA Tour every year since guess when? Part of the uh, game. 1908. Uh, 1945 doesn't sound nearly as cool as if you're going <laughs> to guess 1908. But uh, 78 consecutive years for thousands of tournaments and millions of miles, the world's best players have walked with foot joy. Above all others, these players understand that shoes are a critical piece of equipment. That's why more than half the field at every tournament trusts the best. They know golf shoes better than anyone. That's why they've been around for 100 years. They've been the number one shoe on tour every year since 1945. That's why they, they, are, they are the official golf shoe of no laying up. So elevate your game this season with the number one shoe in golf. Find the foot joy that's best for you at footjoy.com. Some sick collabs they've done recently as well with the, the Buscemi's that we got sent. Thank you for those oh, guys. I cannot wait I mean, to bust everybody, you know, all those guys are wearing them out there this week. It, they look, they're so, so clean. The green trim on them. All that they they actually walked me down their entire product line for the year, all their collabs for the the uh, LACC event, the Masters, PGA Championship, the Tartan they've got for Hoylake, all of it, fire, hmm. fire. They walked me down the whole their their entire leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Morikawa, TC. Well, where where does he stand in this game? Dome golfer. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be domey this weekend. No, I mean, I think, I think, in all honesty, he's, I think he's the favorite, right? Like Scotty, I think is tw- like two and a half to one right now. I think Colin's got to be. I'm betting on Colin over Scotty. Um, like he's not making any putts, it seems like, and he's still where he is. Is that is that uh, rare though? That's like, that's kind of no. his thing. Well, he has he's to make the putts thing. to win, though. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Missing putts is his thing, but no, when he like legit, uh, Porter tweeted out, he's like won almost every event he's played if he gains over a stroke uh, per round on the greens in an event. Like he's that good. He, I followed him for a few holes today. He's hitting it that good. It is just he's like gained seven shots approaching the green. And that's, he's only played like 29 holes or something <laughs> like that. He's not even finished two rounds yet. And he is slightly below, but his putting his putts looked good today. They were hitting edges. He hit an edge on three. He had a kind of a pretty bad run on 11, his last kind of look at the day. But um, just kind of those mid-range putts, they were not – the speed was there. It was just slightly off on the read, and it's not like he's not close. Like, you can tell when Spieth is missing putts really bad that it's not close. Morikawa feels at least semi-close on the, on the putting. And, man, it looks – it looks freaking automatic, but it is was interesting to walk around a lot, see a lot of different shots, see a lot of different style of players, and then go like watch Morikawa hit three woods and hit irons, mid irons, long irons, and just see like what premium ball striking looks like. It can look super automatic on TV, like when you're just cutting from player to player, but then you go see it in person, it's just like, dude, holy shit, that's just a level of precision that doesn't quite pop on TV. Yeah, uh, 
got a we got a couple of people in the comments saying he's going to be unbeatable in TGL. Oh, that's true. That's very God, interesting. It's a great point. The truest uh, track man golfer. What uh, I, I was thinking about it, you know, saw KVV's thing about the the artist versus the mechanic, and and him kind of committing to hitting only the cuts. What what holes do you really have to hit a draw out there? I really can't think of that many. Two, two off the tee. Kind of ten. Ten. Are you talking about iron wise? I guess more of second shot. Hmm. Depends on where the ten is. There's on. just not that many, right? Yeah. No. And I'm saying. just trying to think of like I know there's not that many like drawers left in the game but like i can't think of any just like i only exclusively play a draw guys that have really done great here and even phil like Chris kirk phil won it once he was, yeah he's bathing his young son, his yeah. young son yeah. 13 i mean yeah it does depending on where the pin is promotes a draw but we watch max get up there to the back left pin and just like i'll start over the water and hit a fade like i don't i don't care um and even it, that like a part three it's like do you just hit a cut to the middle of the green and you know you take yeah. four threes there for the week yeah a little standing I mean, on 8t this week uh it has been kind of a litmus test like God, who that the, hole sucks it's so it's, hard. oh it does suck but it's a great hole to watch especially if the wind is howling because like oh yeah you know pin was kind of middle back middle today and like i mean cody and i were standing back there tom kim like his shot wasn't landing Probably outside of like a five foot circle <laughs> whereas you know other guys are just absolutely coming over it or or it's a definite differentiator between the little boys and yeah. the big boys. <laughs> I think I would take, uh, I think I would take four shots like in that little short approach to eight green. Like I think I'd just take my ball there every day. <laughs> would be fine. Um, uh, yeah. Go Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Scotty Scheffler birdies his last two holes to get to five under par, and the bobber is uh, is, is is the gravity's working the opposite way with Scheffler. Just feels like the more holes this golf tournament goes, the more he's going to be rising. I feel I, I feel better about Scheffler uh, than I do Morikawa in terms of getting the ball into the hole in the right amount of shots. Like I think Tita Green Morikawa might still smoke him, but dude Scheffler just has a way to score that I can't really fully explain. Data, Scheffler data had golf. a weird weird ruling on three. We were standing there and he he got a drop from something. Um, right by that bunker. Like he was he was like above the bunker on the lip and then dropped it and then had the rules official come over after the drop and all that. And man, he just plays slow as fuck too. <laughs> like I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to tire of Teddy and Scotty a little bit. I wouldn't mind seeing a pitch clock out there. Yeah. I, I would say it's um, like that's the thing. It's a it's a reaction sport, and part of the part of the deal at Sawgrass is like, no, like you got to hit the shot before the before the wind dies down. You can't wait two and a half minutes for it to die down. And the counter, I guess, is it's not like they're doing anything wrong, really. Like if no one's going to enforce it, like I, you know, I but get again, why they're doing it, but it it's again it sucks to watch arms waving on this. Like enforce the 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 rule is if you're not. You can't get penalized. You can't get fined if you're not if your group's not out of position. Like if there's right. nowhere to go. He's also playing a twosome today. You can so do, either yeah, you can do either whatever you want. Either enforce it or cut the field down, or change the rule. If you want to change yeah. the rule that you can't, you know, take your time. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of some of like being a part of tournament golf, especially in threesomes, is like not out running yourself. Like you don't want to just go finish yeah. the hole quickly and go sit on the next tee. Like you, it might make a little sense to go take another lap around the hole and, and yeah. get in a comfortable rhythm pace that so you're not just sitting around getting frustrated and waiting. Again, it just goes back to 
is the best thing for golf to have um, the maximum amount of people possible yeah. to have guys warming up under the lights and not be able to fit, come three holes short of finishing their rounds last night with zero delays and counting on at minimal delays to be able to get your tournament in by Sunday. I think there's probably a different way around it. Gary Young, well, we'll get to that. Sorry. It, just, yeah. it drives a lot of the conversation around how these first two days have gone, though, I really do think. It was super interesting to watch guys hit driver on on uh, on seven or on six today. Like, that's not normally ever a driver hole, and everybody was pulling driver down yeah. there, which was crazy. Uh, I think I think the other thing to just, you know, remind people of on, on Scotty and Morikawa is, like, this is technically a, you know, round two leaderboard, but round two is not over. And they, they still have, like, the main scoring holes coming up. So I, In I much think, easier conditions. In much easier conditions tomorrow morning. So I would imagine they're, they're going to be quite a bit closer to it's, to Bez. It's a uh would you rather <clears throat> would you rather fight a what is it the the duck-sized horse or the a bunch of duck-sized horses or or one duck-sized horse or uh whatever the phrase is. <laughs> it's got to be your bull though. It's got to be your bull. <laughs> they're fighting the hell of a look at Scotty Scheffler. They're fighting the entire Cord Ferry tour there at the top of the leaderboard but uh yeah, I think it I don't know. It's a weird we like we've said it's a weird place that these guys can stick around for four rounds on this golf course. I think there's also a distinct advantage to being able to sleep in tomorrow. Right? It could you be. Know, yeah, it's the guys that finished day. early today, yeah. they can they can go work out, they can you know, go out to dinner, they can do both, they can work out again in the morning, they can hang out on the beach tomorrow morning and then go over the course at you know, 11 a.m. and and just kind of have a normal day versus the other guys are are going to be boom 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 here. So, um Taylor Penn. Yeah, you know you took the words out of my mouth, TC. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say no, I'm saying I'm, no. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I think he's going to implode. <laughs> we, we got a couple of kind of bombing gougy guys, Pendrith and Will, Will Gordon. Yeah. Really good. 500 par round from Will Gordon today. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, um, Gordon's been playing some golf driven by putting, but he also was number one in strokes gain approach, uh, today. So number one in putting and approach is usually a pretty good combination on the PGA tour. Um, uh, well, I, so Will Gordon buying or selling. I'm going to sell. Got to make some room for some horses to uh, to get in there. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give his spot up. I'm going to buy if he's hitting it that good. I'm going to I'm going to buy. Jason Day. I'm buying. Buying. One here playing great. You know, just knows keeps it, doing knows it, it well. He just keeps doing it. This is kind of felt like all right, dude. I don't know how long this little run's going to really last. Like it'd be too obvious of a pick, but here he is, right in the top ten. Yet again, they flipped on the 2019, and there he was again back there in the in the top ten at this golf course. Like they, uh, that was a, a tough miss on our end, I think. I think him at in the house sleeping in tomorrow plus fourteen hundred. I'm a tough looking miss at, on at the odds, odds sheet there. I'm that, sorry, that, I missed that TC. That looks pretty good. I picked him as well, actually. Saw it just for yeah, come on, man. He has doubled seven twice, and he's bogeyed sixteen both days, and he's four under par. That's what I was going to say about his punch on sixteen. Did you see that yesterday? Did not. Did not. He was deep in the trees, like way back, and hits this crazy good punch shot. KVV and I must have watched it like twelve times last night, and it was a great representation of how firm the golf course is this week versus previous years, and how much more nippy the fairways are. Where he hit one, and it was drawing. It was just an excellent punch out shot, and I mean, it must have rolled on the fairway for a good hundred and twenty yards. And then it was rolling right down the middle of the fairway and then just starts veering a little bit to the right, a little bit to the right, a little bit to the right. And then finally, you know, goes in at the last second. And it was 
it was kind of it was i felt bad watching it because i'm like man that was a really good shot that you didn't get rewarded for um kind of crazy too he's he was 136th uh in driving round one and 14th in round two so mm-hmm. but yet he shot 70 both rounds so two two very different styles of, of 70 day is not he's not really my my favorite player on the pga tour as i'm sure has been well documented but I would be a, a bit of what we said about Justin Rose after the pebble, the pebble win. I, I would be uh, hard to, to say anything disparaging about day coming back and winning yeah. an event like this. Like he world number one, truly like one of the hottest stretches I think we've seen in the last 10 years, probably from him during that kind of 15, 16 run. And again could have you know he doesn't seem like he's obsessed with the game of golf right like he he seems almost kind of disinterested in times and it would have been very easy to kind of go off when things injuries popped up and things got a little tougher to kind of just go into the sunset and either count his money or go to live or whatever and seems like he's working really hard at getting back and figuring stuff out and so it's again it's not wouldn't be my my favorite choice to win but it would be very impressive nonetheless Agree. I haven't listened to it yet, but it was recommended to me to listen to his interview he did on Mark Immelman's podcast, just talking about kind of stuff he's done with his swing and getting, if you're a golf swing nut, that apparently is, he spends like 10 minutes just breaking down some stuff. And uh, there's a video portion, I think, to it, explaining some of it. I will need to watch that before the weekend, I think, at some point to, yeah, to be prepared to talk about it. But uh, that was highly recommended to me, but I haven't gotten to it yet. But uh, Next up, Victor Hovland. Man, so I, I did- saw he... He had it to eight under par, and then he. I was gonna say, I, I don't know if that's if that's a buying or a selling thing, but like he's clearly playing really freaking good, and then played the last five and four over today, like the easy holes and four over. So that's either like he's playing the hard holes really well, ergo like maybe he's gonna get it back, or it's like, dude, you can't, you just can't do that. Made a mess on four, made double, then flips over and bogeys five, and then bogeys bogeys eight as well. Yeah, he had it to eight under, finishes at, at four under. But, man, that just kind of feels like what we see out of him when he gets into contention. I like guess just just seems like he's destined for a lot of T6s and can't really Guys, figure four, it out. Four's bucking its head this week. It's yeah. playing really hard. Two great pins there. Uh, Rory hit a filthy chip there today. We talked about Cantlay putting it in the water. It was a back left pin today, um, which was tough with the wind. Uh, it's just and it, and it puts such a weird premium on the drive on that hole too. Yes, I so. watched the um, Adam Scott, Ricky, and and Morikawa come through, and Ricky's over in the right rough, and you're just like watch again. It's so weird going to a golf tournament when you watch a shot from behind. It doesn't look that difficult, and when you watch it like from the other side behind the green, it doesn't look that difficult. But when you watch it from the side, like watching guys try to get the distance right from a side angle, it looks insanely difficult. Especially that kind of shot where you're trying to land it in a, a really thin corridor to be able to use the slope. And if you hit it in the water, you're looking at double and watching Ricky from like a down slope in the rough and the right rough, like land it in the exact right spot on the front of the green, take the slope and drag all the way down there near the hole. Uh, watching Morikawa from the left rough, like weighing in, like I'm risking my tournament if I go after this pin in some way. How am I getting this on the green and ensuring I get par? Uh, hitting the exact perfect shot he needed to. It just was like, whoa, these dudes are like really cutting it close on this shot. There is nowhere to hide if you are not in the middle of the fairway on four. And it's been the fifth 
uh, most difficult hole so far. Uh, it's yielded 55 birdies, but man, there's been 20 doubles. That is the the number one, the leader in most doubles so far has not been 17 and has not been 18. It has been number four. Granted, there's some more others on 17 and 18, but just found that noteworthy. Which it, I'm kind of hoping that they don't like that they haven't wasted the two best pin locations there. I know they're probably going to go back right or middle right one day. I hope they they go back down low left on Sunday. Low left again, like yep. like almost middle left on Sunday or something. Yep, because that that would be delightful. I think four. This is going to sound pretty obvious, but four is like the the perfect. It kind of encapsulates sawgrass as a whole, where it's like, yeah, if you just if you can hit the fairway and you can hit the middle of the green, like it's it's pretty easy, man. But if you miss at all a little bit, all of a sudden things start to move so fast. And I, I remember that Tron, even from the video you did with Huber. It's like obviously you're in the middle of the fairway, as was kind of the shtick of yeah. the whole video. But like you miss it, like a groove low or whatever, and you come up a little bit short, and you you set it like as soon as that ball was like in the air, just like oh god, that's gonna be so hard. And that's <laughs> that's what like four does such a good job of. JT yesterday was had a 90 yard wedge, which we should maybe talk about JT's wedges. A lot of just shit wedges this week, which is really weird. But uh. JT just, must have watched my video. He maybe did. He just leaked one in that right like mogul and was just completely hosed. It was it was awesome. Rory did the same thing today. Like uh, Cody and, and and Riggs and I were standing there watching Rory, and Rory drives one down the left side just enough to be blocked out by that kind of mound or bank to where he doesn't have a clear look at the green and or at the pin at least, and he just flares this this wedge and it's just like yeah man like that's gonna be a, an almost impossible up and down and he yeah. hit a great great chip from there but man it was it was it was dicey it's such a fun green i mean it just is you can call it a funnel ish pin right but if you get coming in with too much speed we watched uh who was the guy that hit it into uh, that it stopped on the wood piling uh near the near the end there you, you know <laughs> oh yeah i saw that too got it it looked like kind of a good shot but it's coming in too hot and it gets down the slope and then falls off into the well, technically not into the water but into the the penalty area but man that's a, a lot of people took the the advice of going and standing behind four today cuz that was a really really popular spot yeah uh, i th i think it's the best i've never played seminal and i've never played like indian creek or Everglades, or, or everglades club some of that stuff down in south florida it's the best par four I've seen in the state of Florida. But the, not the best par four on the golf course, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's by far the best par four on the golf course. Uh, going back to Hovland, did he hit it off the bulkhead on 17 and got crowned? Yeah, I, I saw that in his press conference. I didn't see the shot, but I saw that it, it kind of – the wind hit it, and he was talking about, you know, it basically like he thought it was kind of just like a very take something off a of 50 degree, and then the wind switched while it was in the air, so it, he already – you know, he knew it was going to come up short, and then it caught the bulkhead, and I think bounced all the way back there. Sick. Yeah. Uh, 17 rules, man. And yeah. going back to what you were saying, Solly, about, like, being able to kind of watch the trajectory from the side, I think that's low-key what makes 17 so fun to watch. Yes. When you when you can sit up on that hill, and you can really see, like, the whole shot from the side, and the, tra the trajectory it's coming in, and, oh, God, that one's up in the wind, and it's going to get beat up, or that one's coming in too low, it has no chance of stopping, like, that, oh, it's so fun. Dude, that's they, uh, the graphic McCarthy. they showed on on TV showing how the wind comes through there and how it like goes oh. to, uh, I believe somebody referred to it as Todd Island out there in the water and how it like whips around there and comes up like does a jet stream up from there. Did not need to see that. I don't. I don't need to see that. I don't like I ever commit to shots when it's windy as it is. Now that there's all these different levels of what the wind's doing at different heights and it might be doing different things. 
Don't need to see that. I don't know if I'll ever hit another fully committed shot ever again after that. So appreciate the new technology. NBC, take it away. I don't I don't need that one. That one's scaring the shit out of me. Sally's already gonna be has, freaking has out the about wind this. At different levels for uh, aviators. Um, you know, so there's like there's a 1,000, 2,000, all the flight levels. It's terrifying, man. I was saying TC needed to set up a lemonade stand out there across the street from Sawgrass to charge people to look at his his windy app today. <laughs> I think that could have been really popular with players and caddies. Um, you know what? It's frustrating, Sally. The we can do a little mini hamster down here. It's so like the fact that they have all of this technology and they have all this cool shit that they can deploy, and they're just not most weeks makes it even worse. Right, like it's truly just you guys are being cheap as hell oh, yes, most weeks, yes. and you're running with the skeleton crew, and like it's you're spitting in our face even even harder. That's that's factual. Bro- broadcast has been pretty good this week, I yeah. thought. Yes, which kind of again what you're saying just reflects how how poor it is most times. Also, the the Brad Faxon, Tarico, uh, Paul McGinley trio. Let's get let's get some more of that, guys. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's uh, it's it's basically like Trico just direction traffic, just passing and, the ball, and, and Faxon and McGinley just talking golf, yeah, just like hardcore golf talk, and more of that. That is delightful. Tarico had to do a read for the uh, the the big billboard outside the Morgan Stanley uh, building in in New York. Like, I had to cut to like an obvious like sponsor part of it. And as soon as it was over, I said to Cody, I was like, dude, Tariko is a G. Like that was so like that was like good content. He is so professional at getting in and out of that stuff. I would have rolled my eyes otherwise, but like the way he flowed in and out of that was just a total, total professional. So God, I can't get enough of Tariko. Um Are you guys buying or selling Hovland? I don't know if we if I'm holding definitive. I'm holding. Holding. Oh, that's a that's a cop out, but a really good hodl. I'm holding. I think he's going to finish right where he's at right right now. I, don't, I think that's about what we'll see on Sunday. I, you know what, TC, for the sake of of uh, being there when it happens, I'm going to buy. I think okay. I think Hovland's due for kind of a Ricky esque performance. I think he's it's all you're totally right. He is been that guy that just kind of takes a takes a peek at the leaderboard and then decides maybe it's not for him and and tends to backpedal but he's due to break through and sawgrass is like it's a good spot for being you know three four shots back and kind of just letting it fly on that back nine and maybe maybe he'll have that one of these years so i'll, I'll buy okay are we are we uh, good to, can we talk about ram and rory or do you want to go or how well, far down i, I want to get to the go? t8 guys and then we can kind of okay. kind of wrap it there uh as far as going down the leaderboard denny mccarthy the best putter alive playing really good golf I'll say I'll say yes. I'll give a thumbs up to Denny McCarthy. I'm holding. I'm holding on McCarthy. I'll I'll say yeah. I'll, I'll say meh. I mean, I'm, I'm going to sell. I don't think he's going to win, but I don't think he's going to. You know, he's not going to shoot 76, 76. But number one in the field in driving accuracy so far this week. Mm, that helps. So, uh, next up we've got Ben on. I couldn't tell you much about Ben on's week. Holding on. Next. Okay, Jamie. <laughs> Selling, Ramey. I think I'm gonna sell. I think I think maybe that time has come and gone. Adam Hadwin. I feel like he always plays well here, doesn't he? He's 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 kind of a tactician. Yeah, kind of a technician. You know. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna largely sell. A lot of Canada yeah. up there. Um, I'm yeah. buying. Adams Adams a, a a lovely lad. That for that reason only, I'm gonna buy. 
He's working with Mark Blackburn. He's got some swing change stuff that he was working on in the fall when we saw him. And if you're, you know, sitting there, uh, you know, three under on the day, a lot of good holes to play. I think I'm going to buy Adam Hadwin right now. Going down the board a little bit farther, I got a guy I'm buying on. A, a tip, a tip out there for the punters. Siwoo Kim, T20. It's Siwoo Kim time? He's got, uh, he's, he's t- currently T20, minus two. It's one over on his second round. Uh, he is on the green on 13. He's got 18 feet for birdie. He's got five relatively birdieable holes coming in. Um, I'm buying on Siwoo Kim. I think Siwoo is is making his voice heard this weekend. Okay. Uh, John Rahm withdraws. Uh, the buoy has sunk, unfortunately. Um, stomach bug, I believe it was. It was not really uh, going great for him already. Um, so far, round one, he's one under par and whatnot. But um, sucks that he won't be around uh, for the weekend or you know, no chance for a, a Friday charge. Um, the rib... Does not look like he is going to be around for the weekend. He is now. What does he? What did he get in the house at? Or he's not in the house. But what is he at? He is currently at. I think he's still. He's plus five right now. He is plus six overall. Plus, plus six. two on the day. Um, they, the, so, the broadcast continues to do that. Well, I mean, if he turns around and and gets gets on a hot streak here, he might be around for the weekend. But he needs at least four birdies to. Uh, to be around for the weekend and does not seem to be working very well for the rib. He got blocked out by uh, D- Dikembe Mutombo. On six. He, then that. he hit the green and then de-greened himself, putted it off the front of the green, had to chip back up, chipped it right back to where he was, uh, and then two-putted again from there. He had a you know what a 30-something footer for birdie and walks away with double. Um, it is it is not the ribs week. Which... And you know what I was thinking? I was like, all right, this is gut check time for the rib. Time to go out, and it just wasn't going to happen today. Like Conditions yeah. were tough. He's playing with Scotty. The vibes weren't great in the group, and and then Rom withdraws, and it was like they're waiting five minutes on every yeah. single shot. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it's it's very unbecoming to do the can Rory birdie for the last eight to make the cut. Like, yeah, I, I'm not doing that. That's that's disgusting. I think it's uh, I don't know, man. He's got to be. I know, I know he he says he he's not, and I listen to you guys talk about it on the pod, but like he's got to be exhausted. And I'm not I'm not excusing it. It sucks that he misses the cut. You know, you gotta you gotta make the cut, especially honestly, when you're riding for these should be no cut events. Uh, you you kind of got to go out there and make the cut. But uh, you know, it's a blip on the radar of some really, really, really good golf. I don't think this is a place that, outside of his his victory, I don't know that he's really beaten this place up in the past. It's kind of a shout out to you know drawers, not really uh, not really feasting at this place. It's it's just kind of a weird weird golf course fit for him and. But I don't know. The, like this, a result like this always reminds me of Phil's quote of when he was about to miss the cut by a million, be like, "How did I win here?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can literally go play this tournament over four days and be the best out of everyone, and come back and be like, "This place is horrible for me." So, is there an asterisk on on uh, Rory's players' victory? What got <laughs> listening? Just kind of, just kind of a soggy, slow. Goes in the course in the congressional bucket. Yeah, mm. Mm. interesting. I'm just, I'm just raising the question. I'm just raising the question. It just it sucks for Rory that like, you know, he's he's gonna, he's got to hang around all night and then go back out there. And then you know, I'm sure there's there's other guys in the. I'm very 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 curious to see if anybody WDS and just heads home tonight, trunk slams, and 
Like Rory can't do that. No. Right. Cause he's God, the smoke. No. He's the spokesman. God, no. Yeah. I would send a message to Scheffler on his pace of play stuff though. You don't like Ooh. it? How about you go play for your, go play by yourself in the morning? Who would they send out as a marker? Maybe you. Gold boy. They should, <laughs> I think the gold boy might have been gotten put in the, the guana reserve. I think he's <laughs> I think he might be smelted down and, and dropped into the nature preserve somewhere. Guana. <laughs> a guana reference. That's the big that's the big wildlife refuge just south of Panavidra for for the for the un for the uninitiated. <laughs> Spieth comes out, birdies 10 and 11 to start, bogeys 13, doubles 14, bogeys 2, doubles 5, bogeys 8, uh, sprays one off the planet on 9, turns to ask Greller, is that out of play? Hits a fan, comes back in the Hell fairway, yeah. hits it greenside, chips it in for Eagle to get in the house, uh, shoots 75 to get in at even and safely make the cut. Where Where did he hit you, by the way? I it was kind of on the lower chest, like I kind of gave it a little, a little, uh, a little throwback into play. Yeah, but. kind of hit me in the palm, and I just naturally reacted and kind of th- threw it away. Uh, yeah, interesting. Oh, hey, we got a guest. Oh, there is a guest coming in here. We were wondering if he was going to finish his uh, his fatherly duties in time to do it, but he is here, Mr. Shane Bacon. Welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I've uh, I've only got one to bed, so the second one is upstairs watching. Yeah, got drawn your hands ridiculous. Um, <laughs> he's uh he's upstairs watching the iPad. So uh, I've got a window. You know, this is uh, this is stuff Solly will learn uh, oh so soon. Shane's Shane's gonna bathe his young son. After <laughs> is he watching the Craig Perks year on the iPad upstairs? Yeah, yeah, he's getting in, super involved in like '90s Players Championship yeah. highlights. So uh, yeah. I'm just hoping I'm hoping he's feeling good about it. He's pissed they're not gonna not gonna you know ramp the course back to the way it used to be with all the natural natural scruff and stuff. Love it, Tron. Did you get the hat for free or did you actually spend your money on it? No, somebody sent it to me. It showed up in the oh mail. I have God. no it's, idea who sent it or amazing. whatnot. I think Cantley might have sent it to you. <laughs> Was there a return address? Cantley hates me. He, he That's what I'm saying. On Twitter. No, I think he's saying like, "I know your address. I'm gonna fucking come kill you." <laughs> I'm gonna put you making these jokes. It's, it's like his horse head. Exactly. Basically. You're exactly. helping him get the impressions he needs to activate that yeah. spot. He's met. He's met his impression number within the first month. I have to. Dude, imagine. he's so slow. <laughs> it's wild how slow he is out there. Cody what speed is he on the drill? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta learn more DIY language. I know how to do like three things now. The 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 Cantley bit, I got like three things I can go with, and I've got, I've already used them all. I got nothing else. Shane, how can you sum up this tournament so far? I feel like it's kind of rudderless thus far. Yeah, yeah, it's still kind of searching for its identity. You know, I mean, I don't want to bring up Jimmy Walker PGA. I, I know you guys <laughs> like to bang on that, but I mean, through a couple Alleged of days, it felt it's felt a little like that one where you were just kind of waiting for somebody. Uh, to take hold of it. I will say I'm holding out hope, and there's a long shot of this, but uh, I was talking with Andy and, and the Friday crew earlier. Um, I want to see the uh, the basically the graduating class without Matt Wolf. So I want to see through Saturday we get some make a run, Hovland kind of not screw up at the end, and then keep Morikawa around, and you get those three guys going at it at a player's. I think that has a chance to save what's been a, a bit of a bummer so far. Just going back through past winners, it's been a long time. I mean – Siwoo Kim was kind of a random winner in 2017. I think he's kind of validated that with with his career afterwards. But it's been a long time since a random winner. I don't know if KJ Choi counts in 2011. Probably not. That, he was that year was sick. He was doing hammer yeah. drills back then. Tim Clark, I would say, <laughs> was kind of a random one in 2010. But man, since that, since KJ Kucher, Tiger, Keimer, Ricky, 
J-Day, Siwoo, Webb, Rory, JT, Cam Smith. That's or sorry, there's no winner in 2022. Um, but it, it it's like yeah, we've talked a lot about how this course does weird stuff. But the the dude that ends up winning it's usually there's it's pretty premium player. I, I always say this every year, but like that that's a super impressive list, of course. But when you go back and and you look at like okay, now read like second through fifth. That that big name is always holding off like some some true disaster scenarios. Yeah. You know the Tiger year we've referenced it often often and no disrespect to our, our friend David Lingmurth, but that's the best example where it's like Tiger, Streelman, Jeff Maggart, Lingmurth. Like it's it's just it's tough. So there was there was uh, Wittenberg up there with Tiger sure. one year. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, so it's I don't know they are who we thought they were. This this happens a lot. Someone will, someone will save the day. Have faith. How far back is too far back? That's the only question, TC. Which is, it's a tough question to ask before. I mean, I, round I is feel completed. like you surely you can go pretty far back, right, Deej? Right? I mean, just simply because if a sixty-five exists when it doesn't really this this feels a little like last week, you know, to me where you don't really feel like there's going to be much separation, and it doesn't feel like somebody's going to get back to ten, eleven, twelve. So. You know, if somebody goes out there and Brant Snedeker's it in tough conditions, I mean, you know, I mean, they could they could make a make a heavy move at it. I feel like for sure. I don't think I don't think the ones and twos are out of it by any means. We we've talked a lot about the uh, the leaderboard and whatnot, Shane, and we were kind of saving this on the back half to avoid it not uh, permeating through the show. But I'm curious, uh, there were some questions asked uh, to the the Gary Young, the the head referee. Um, he said the pace of play is what we expected. He said this is just the result of the challenge of this golf course and the size of the field. Uh, and asked about it, he said we are a, uh, I, I'm summarizing the quote, but we're a membership organization designed to create as many playing opportunities as possible for players. And uh, it kind of seems like they've backed themselves into a corner when it comes to trying to get this tournament in. Well, I mean, every year, this is the new Masters. I mean, every single year, this feels like that. Remember that run we had? Was it probably the mid 2000s where it was a rain delay or weather delay every single day on Thursday, Friday at Augusta. And it's felt like this has kind of turned in to that at the players every year. It feels like something Solly, the weather's good in Jacksonville. I see you playing golf all the time. Why does it always hit, you know, around this time, this one week out of the year? It's a big question mark in March. It really is. And it can be great all week and switch in a, in a heartbeat. I think in 20, the first one, 2019 was pretty good. And uh, the conditions, like the week after that, were insane. And like last year, Neil got married the weekend before the players. It was incredible. And then the players' weekend hit, and it was just a disaster. So well, I will say, sticking up for this year, though, like it's one set of afternoon thunderstorms. Yes. Like this shouldn't be wreaking havoc on the tournament. It's, it's not been a big deal. perfect all week. It was fantastic yesterday. It was great until four o'clock today or three o'clock today, and then it's supposed to be gorgeous the rest of the weekend. Like this is this is more like May. Yeah. Then it is like March kind of it's warmer this week. It's, you know, they've had what trouble it, keeping the rye going in the, in the Bermuda down, you know, what if Solly's the curse? Because remember what always used to happen at the Memorial, everyone blamed it on poor chief leather lips, <laughs> but when Solly was living there, it was a complete shit show. And the Memorial has <laughs> been like pretty fine the last like f five years. And the players has been a fucking disaster. So Solly, I don't, I hate to put that on you, but it's, I think, worth bringing up. Maybe it's you. I'll have to think on that one. I'll have to think long and hard on that one. I'm going to, I'll go ahead and I'll preliminarily accept the blame on that because that, that is, yeah, and hey, will Sol you apologize? Solly, 
Sully, how was the weather at the Amsterdam Open from like 2011 <laughs> to 2015? Listen, it rains a, a lot. Delay? It rains a lot in Holland. I'm not going to take any any issues. I'm not going to take any okay. any you know credit or blame for any of that. So TC, you should look up also if there is a a Jacksonville equivalent to the chief chief leather lip situation. I know that's a favorite of yours up at up at the memorial. I feel like I might be chief. <laughs> Chief leather lips between the the uh, allergies and how dry it's been down the last four or five days. I need some chapstick, man. I feel like they have that at Home Depot, like at the checkout counter. I feel like if you're gonna you wear that so hat, much you should random be able to see it. at the checkout counter. Uh, Shane, who's gonna win this golf tournament? Colin Morikawa, I guess. I guess I'll go with you know probably who's the favorite. It, by by the way, who? Sorry, no, no love for Scheffler on this podcast. Oh, no, it's Scheffler. I'm, I'm going I, I'll, I'll love Scheffler. him. I will love that. It's, yeah. it's Scheffler. No, so I'm, like, I'm with many, Shane. More yeah, how, how many players have won two majors and a players that are modern players? Is it just two? JT and, and Rory. And that, Rory. is that it? I, I'm just trying to think of what Morikawa does if he wins here. Because, you know, when you think about the modern player compiling trophies, big, big trophies, you know, they're not a ton. Jordan obviously hasn't done it. So I mean, he would just be Keimer. I, Keimer. Keimer. God, Keimer. So many trivia questions, right? <laughs> so many answers to these. Like <laughs> this, this yeah. era is crazy trivia. But I mean, that's that's kind of got to be it. I mean, you know, you had obviously had the Phil and Tiger run, but um, yeah, other than that, question. not a lot of people have done that. Keimer's one... like the trivia question uh, I always ask. Can you name the four universities that have both an, an NFL Super Bowl winning quarterback? And a U.S. president, as as alums, Keimer fits into this. Keimer, well, it's it's just like Martin it's Keimer. in that in that vein of like really random shit. But then when you think about it, you're it's like, oh, he, he's the Gerald Ford of this of this trivia. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Michigan. Yeah, Deej, you just got one of them. Gerald I Ford know. and Tom Brady. Uh, Stanford. Yep, John Elway. Uh, and uh, uh, probably Hoover. I think either Harvard or Yale. I believe I believe I'm gonna say Harvard. Nope. Right. I guess Fitzpatrick's never been on a I can see team. in the comments, so it's already blown for me. It's uh it's Miami of Ohio and Navy are the last two, I believe. Yeah. Tyler, oh, right. Tyler uh Muslin, Mustin got nailed that one. So yeah. wow. Is it raining really hard? It was been thunderstorming Probably. here and it's been popping off over here. So yeah, I yeah. think we're uh it's 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 getting pretty real over here. But, Drench City USA coming up on the weekend. Yeah, I think so. So Shane, what's your what's your favorite memory of the Davis Love out of the pocket? Really? Uh, Hell yeah. I, I, I How old are the, you, man? The the crane <laughs> the crane shot from I want to interview the guy that was the cameraman for that or camera person, but the crane shot from Davis Love out of the pine straw when he shot sixty four is amazing television but i think it's the same guy that has been operating that nbc crane forever i think he wrote a book and he always had the crane right behind 17 yeah like right between 16 green or There's 16 no flag on and 17, which probably made it easy to just kind of whip around and oh, and so catch good. it there's no flag on it this year tc no i no think flag. he retired i think he retired uh I, but, guess but, I mean, that, that was always the spot that i looked for like what the wind is truly doing you look up at that flag exactly so Shane, we're going to have to dump you only because there's a weird scratching loud feedback noise that keeps hitting somehow. And, uh, it, it's, it's going to blow out my eardrums and I believe it's been noticed by I'm me. Sorry. So we're going to have to jump. Okay, it's sorry. not your fault. It is not your fault. We are a small shop and we are, uh, we're getting some technology issues, but thank you for joining buddy. Enjoy the rest of the yeah, players. Bye. Hope it's better than what we've seen so far to this point. Bye. <laughs> Trying to figure that out live on the fly. We were unable to do so. So apologies to anyone that was, was hearing that scratching, but. 
any uh, any questions from the audience or anything else we need to get to before we? Uh, <laughs> I got more. I got more guys to go down the leaderboard. Ty Messias said, "Is the ghost? It's the ghost of Gold Boy trying to communicate." <laughs> it is popping off at my house. That was. It sounds good. like the apocalypse. Oh, I hate that. That was. Uh, guys, Brand- I saw Brandon Wu in person again yesterday. You should give him that hat. His hat. <laughs> His hat, man. Mr. Hat. It's Dylan Wu it's or so Brandon Wu? Which which Wu no, are we talking? No, Brandon Wu. No, Brandon Wu. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cam Davis, three under, T15. <laughs> We're still doing this? <laughs> oh, That's Lingmer. cool, man. I know. David Lingmer sitting T15, slated to make a cool 400K right now. Uh, we were, we're all very excited about that in the Solomon household. So, How did he get in the field? That's a great question. Uh, he was a... Is he supposed to be there? He was an alternate that got... He was like a first alternate, and then like when Brennan Steele dropped out, he got bumped up into it. So, yeah, guys from Corn Ferry are definitely uh, getting in this field. That's for sure. Wait, Will Knights is in the comments. How does TC feel about the Bears trade? I have not seen the Bears trade. What happened? I, I don't know. I, we, we might have to put that behind the we, paywall. Again, TC. Friday, a Players' Championship recap. <laughs> TC, we're been trying to focus on the show here. I don't know what happened. The number one trade. overall pick to the Panthers. Huh. Thank you wow. for that, Will. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you. Will's trying to sabotage a rival podcast here. <laughs> Will, we don't come to your office and do this shit. Are you guys uh, gonna... I do. I do sometimes. <laughs> Cody, TC, are you heading out in the morning? And if so, what are you going to go see? I think so. We were talking about it on the ride, uh, on the ride home. I think uh, I, lo- I always love going out on Saturday anyway. And then I think especially if there's guys going out there early, I may go get a workout in. Uh, maybe stop by Home Depot on my way. What are we doing? Why you, we're, yes, we're going out in the morning. Want to go watch these guys finish their second round. Thank you. Thank you, Cody. That's a little more on point <laughs> for what I was looking for there. <laughs> Deej, what should we look out for tomorrow? If you were here, where would you be going tomorrow? Uh, you know what? I, I think I would. I think you got a really cool chance to go watch possibly the best player in the world, Sky Scheffler, go play some of the most interesting holes mm. in the world. And I would try to probably get out there and beat the traffic and watch him play 11, 12, you know, 11 through 18, him and Morikawa, just bouncing back and forth yeah. between those. I know that's kind of can we repair cliche, but can we repair and get uh, Scotty and Colin to play together tomorrow morning? That would be that would be sick. I would love to watch that. They should just How much a, do you think Rory after the rib would WDs? They should just put put uh, Scotty with, play a, a with another three ball. Yeah. <laughs> How much do you think the rib would pay to not have to go out and play tomorrow? He's a man of integrity. Come on, TC. Yeah, Don't he, put that on him. He's, he's got an go easy, you know, it. easy go play, what, six holes, seven holes, and hop on the jet back home. I think he can handle that. I think Guys, I'm I'm on the lookout for Cantley tomorrow. Cantley's one under right yeah, now. He, know, he knows where you live. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm on the lookout for him in, in more ways than one. He's got seven holes left. Uh, he's on 12 right now. He's, uh, I think he's greenside right on 12. But I, I think Cantlay comes out and inserts himself into this thing tomorrow. You know who? Also, I think I think the pro is gonna yeah gonna make some noise this weekend. He's never really quite played played great here, but it kind of clicked. I think like Sunday last year. I think he really really played well. And I think he he's played pretty defensively at this golf course, like trying to get through and make the cut. And seventy two seventy two. I think he's gonna be pressing a little bit, and and we'll see if he's one of those guys that's like pressing good or pressing bad right like you know hopefully when you're pressing and you're trying to make a move you're kind of in control of your golf ball and he certainly has been that over the last 
three months or so. So I could see him, you know, with a little 67, 67 weekend or something like that would be, would be fun. I, 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 one thing I am looking forward to this weekend, I'm in a very much in a Jesus take the wheel situation, like not a ton of rooting interest near the top of this leaderboard. It's kind of like, dude, what, whatever happens, happens here. Like I'm excited to see it all shake out and I don't, I'm not emotionally attached to anything that's going on here. So that's, that's what, what I, I look forward to. What I can recommend is just, you know, allow the golf course to be the star, right? Like detach yourself from needing, needing big names to, to make this entertaining for you. Just, I think appreciate how good the golf course is and how much fun it is to watch anybody play it, even TC. And you know, you're, you'll have a much better, you have a much better weekend. The only issue with that is when the golf course is significantly more benign <laughs> and toothless on sure. the weekend, that's tough. And it, well, and it seems that like hasn't happened yet. Let's, yeah. let's see. Let's I mean, see. It kind of happened a little bit. I don't know. Like last year, the uh, tour just sent out the notes from the, incomplete round two but there's 21 balls in the water on 17 this year that's kind of a good barometer right of like what the conditions were like there are 21 balls in round two in the water on 17 this year 27 last year during round two um very keen to see round three last year only seven in the water uh on saturday so or on round three i don't think round three was played on saturday last year but very keen to see if they if they feel licensed to set it up a little bit harder for the third round, knowing that the wind's probably going to die down a little bit in the afternoon tomorrow. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think they're going to want to try to max out as much daylight as possible tomorrow. So I think they're going to set it up a little bit easier, but it should be listen. fine. The last threesome supposed to go off at 1230 tomorrow. It should, and there's daylight till 630 and no weather. Like if it takes six hours to finish that in threesomes tomorrow, they got major, major, major issues, mate. And I think Sully, what's going on with JT? Um, I, he was my pick not to win this week. I think it's just struggling to get the golf ball in the hole. Um, we watched him come down on 18. We got to sit in on the bones JT, uh, uh, player, player caddy convo, uh, on 18 and watch them kind of, he's in a bad spot, long, right in the walkway to a front pin on nine, trying to figure out in a big contour kind of in front of the pin to the left, that's going to kick the ball to the right. And they go back and forth figuring out the way to get it get it you know up the chute to the closest possible spot he bumps this chip that rides the slope into the left and then it inevitably takes the slope back out to the right rolls up to 15 feet missed the putt uh unfortunately but man it was a uh it was a really fun kind of moment to, to sit in and listen to that and listen to him get because he, he he felt like he needed to get up and down and make the cut it looks like he's going to get in uh at plus two as it looks like all the plus twos are going to get in but it was really? awesome watching. It's, I mean, they're about 70% chance of getting through uh, as of now. I mean, it kind of depends on how benign it is tomorrow. If it blows a little bit tomorrow, I think they should be fine. But um, okay. it was just awesome to to kind of watch that moment. That's why we should have cuts in golf. I don't understand why they're getting rid of cuts in golf. So we got JT, Shane Lowry, Jerry Kelly. Is it plus two? Actually getting in. Taylor Montgomery. Uh, Big Tone is currently a plus two. Uh, Shane Lowry. Shout out to him. 77-69. Nice, nice comeback after a shit round one. <laughs> and he he, bo- he birdied seven and eight, uh, his two of his last three holes to get to the plus two number. Um, he would have loved the birdie on on nine his final his finishing hole, but um, yeah. You know what I can't have is JT is is very much in this camp as well, but I, I can't have JT and Fitzpatrick missing the cut at events like this. Fitzpatrick especially. I think he missed the cut at Riv too. Yeah. He just, you know, I feel like we all said a lot of stuff after that US Open win last year and and he's kind of just looking like another dude. And that that sucks. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what's going on. 
Uh, but that's that's a bummer. I was I was hoping for kind of a big year. Cody, what am I? DJ, what I, am watched, I, I was watching Fitz on the range warming up today, and he literally had like two cardboard boxes stacked up next to him <laughs> making swings. <laughs> it was it was a weird weird sight to get ready for yeah. round two of the players. This is like the PGA something. Tours version of Lindy Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kind of bummed Shane's not on. I was I was planning on going through Tommy's scorecard. Truly, that was wild. Uh, Tommy parred the first, eagled the second, goes bogey, 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 double, bogey, birdie, 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 par, par, birdie, and he's currently on 14 in the middle of the fairway. It does look like the the Moyle is going to make another cut, TC. So congratulations! Oh, <laughs> he does. Um, I think that's kind of a that's about all I got for today. Unless uh, we want to get down to team one nineteen on the leaderboard here tonight. There's so many like talented guys in that top, like in the T thirty three to T fifty three bucket right now, and I'm very curious to see who kind of yeah. I would take that the over leap. the leaderboard, right? Like that's yeah. That's like a its own quiet little leaderboard. There is, you know, within that little spectrum, we have Max Homa, we have Joel Damon, we have Cantlay, uh, Spieth, Fleetwood, Keith Mitchell, Kiz, Adam Scott, Hideki, uh, Mad McNeely, Will Zalatoris, Xander, Sahith. Like that is that's, like you're going on a leaderboard. Well, man. there's a lot of dudes to go out and watch tomorrow. And yeah. earlier, earlier yeah. Uh, three ball. Like good chance we might get some really good three balls in the. I hate watching threesomes, but um, for the Saturday, um, the the third round, that might be some good groups to go out and follow. So I look forward yeah. to that. Yeah, I think so, someone's going to freak out and go low this weekend. Just you know, yeah. let it let it happen, guys. I agree. I think it's going to be a cool weekend. I'm, I do too. I'm kind of buying. Uh, Cody, we had a pr- pretty provocative idea when we were out there walking up 18. Cody was saying, hey, they should move this hospitality way up the right side of the fairway on 18 instead of being up on the hill between 16 and 18. I said, well, those people can, that's the deck up there, and they can see 18 fairway and 16 fairway. Also, and everybody would blow Patriots it. Outpost? Well, you no, know, the Patriots outpost is farther down, but oh, okay. everybody would blow it up the right. And then we started talking about hospitality tents. They should, all right. So, two solutions to, to our TIO hospitality bailout stuff. One, Cody suggested that we, we line the, like, instead of the mesh, we put up prefab concrete. So it just bounces. So it bounces off. <laughs> and then two on the on the roof, trampolines on the roof instead of just the the regular kind of vinyl or tarp there. You know, trampolines so that it's like it's like Mario Kart. If you hit a certain spot, it it could go three hundred yards in one direction <laughs> or another. I did say there should be like a secret trap though. So just like in in Super Mario, if you like go down the tunnel, it'll slingshot you directly towards the green. So there <laughs> is like a true jackpot you can you can make there. I love that. I think again, look at look at where we're at here. That you know, that, <laughs> there are no rules. At Don't TPC mess Saga. with the sanctity of golf here, Deej. It Come is. on, this is this is. is the home of golf. It's the mecca. It's a complete circus. And I, you know what? I've got a couple of concrete contractors that I can I can hit up. I think I think that'd be great. All right, well, we look forward to joining you guys again. Thanks to High Noon. We'll be back Saturday night for a live show, conclude, hopefully concluding round three of the 2023 Players Championship. And, of course, we'll be live on Sunday as well. Looking forward to get out and watching some golf tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks to Shane for joining. Sorry that we had to dump you for some audio issues. We're doing it live this week. We are figuring it out. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you back here tomorrow night. Cheers. 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 Oh.
Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, yeah. that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. <laughs>